Welcome to Food Liberation Coaching Sessions with Mayuko Okai. In this episode, I coach Christine, who is an emotional eater and experienced weight gain during the pandemic. Listen carefully to the language she uses to explain her eating behaviors. It's common for people who have been dieting for a long time to say that they were good or bad based off the type and amount of food that they ate. Notice if any of her tendencies sound familiar to you. This coaching session is split into two episodes. Here is part one. I've enjoyed too many tortilla mm-hmm. chips and uh, Belgian <laughs> cookies during COVID. And just, mm-hmm. of course, not being out as much. Mm-hmm. You know, right, right, around. right. Well, I think this is such a relevant topic for so many people. So I think it's great to actually talk about um, eating and or uncontrolled eating during the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. So do yeah, you I mean, to, that's mm-hmm. actually something I've actually also had my whole life. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't. Okay. I would say I have. 12 years old, you know, mm-hmm. since I started, mm-hmm. my body started changing 11, mm-hmm. 12 years old. Um, like food is definitely a comfort source. Mm-hmm. Um, I go through f- phases where I would say I binge, but don't purge. Mm-hmm. So I do have tendencies to overeat on, especially when snacking, like watching mm-hmm. a movie or something and like eating too many mm-hmm. tortilla chips or too many cookies in one go mm-hmm. and feeling sick. Mm-hmm. Um, especially during times of high level stress, like mm-hmm. COVID, for example. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Well, today let's talk, focus on your relationship with food, especially in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So what happened in the pandemic for you? If you can just kind of take me through your eating habits and your relationship with food. Well, to be honest, like my life hasn't changed an extreme amount because I've been teaching from home for almost full time for, I don't know, three or four years. Mm. So I was fortunate in that mm-hmm. it didn't matter if I didn't, couldn't go mm-hmm. to my office every mm-hmm. day or every week because mm-hmm. I was just kept continuing to teach. Mm-hmm. Um, made too many trips to the foreign food shop to get mm-hmm. snacks. Mm-hmm. And this has always been my thing. Like I'll have, let's say for dinner, for example, I'll have my grilled chicken and my salad, you know, and I'm good, mm-hmm. <laughs> good girl. Right, right. And I, and I eat the healthy food. And then mm-hmm. a couple hours later, I'm relaxing on the sofa and, you know, one of us breaks out a bag of chips or mm-hmm. uh, in the summer, you know, how Japan has those tiny little cups of Haagen-Dazs ice cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, we'll share it, you know, we're like what we'll share, like that little cup, you know, mm-hmm. that we're being good. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> but still like every single day of the summer eating that Hagen does even that like few bites you know it adds mm-hmm. extra calories mm-hmm. and it, yeah it's a comfort thing like mm-hmm. too many times in the past year and a half mm-hmm. Netflix and snacks have been mm-hmm. like the, com- the go-to comfort mm-hmm. area mm-hmm. okay so it sounds like a lot of stress eating from what I'm hearing okay mm-hmm. and a lot of judgment around food you're eating certain things that are good, certain things that are bad. I'm being good. I'm being bad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. I do think that like when I eat the chips, I'm like, yeah, it's bad for you. It's Mm -hmm. bad for your heart. It's bad for your waistline. Mm -hmm. You know, it's bad. Mm. (laughs) Why can't you control yourself? Right, right, right. Okay. And another thing you had told me before was that you're always hungry. Yes. Why do you think that is? I can't understand. Mm. I, Honestly, I don't know because 
I will eat, like, for example, uh, I think I said the other morning, I had like a veggie omelet and a mm-hmm. banana and a fig. Mm-hmm. And like an hour later, I was hungry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, literally, my stomach is growling, you know, and I do the whole like, I drink, I drink tons of water. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. water is not my issue. Dehydration is not my issue. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you feel satisfied after you eat your meals? Do you feel full? Uh, it depends. Like sometimes, no, like I'll just eat a certain amount, but then there are the times where, you know, I overeat, go back for seconds you know, mm-hmm. or I just keep eating. <laughs> like, you know, I'll sit down and like have this plate full of food mm-hmm. or whatever dish full of food. And then I don't just wait. And, and I know I'm like, if you just wait 10 minutes, you'll feel okay. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. I just go back and I keep eating to the point mm-hmm. where I feel sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So in my program, when I go through a client with fluid liberation, I have four different sections within the intuitive, intuitive eating um, principles, and there's 10 principles, but that's too much. So we go over four. So the first one is mindful eating. The mindful eating will help you really understand your satiety and your hunger and your fullness. And that's really important that you do that because it sounds like you're not getting enough in one meal. When you told me you had the omelet and fig, it doesn't sound like you have carbs really. You know, you had like fruit, but you didn't have anything really starchy or anything. So I'm not sure, maybe you're not getting enough food, right? And maybe you're trying to control yourself and saying, okay, I'm going to eat, you know, a certain portion so that, you know, I don't get too many calories. But when what happens, after that is that you're not full. So you're going to snack afterwards and then you feel bad about yourself. I think what's really important is for you is to really feel satisfied with your meals. And if you can be mindful with how hungry you are, how full you are, and if you need seconds, have seconds without guilt, like give yourself permission to have that and know that this is to prevent snacking between your meals and I'm not saying snacking is bad, but if you can have full meals that are satisfying, then you probably won't need a lot of snacks later on. Maybe it'll be less snacks. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay, right? So I would try that. And then the second step is emotional eating. So this is a really big one for most people. I even wrote a book on it, right? So- <laughs> And, you know, you have resources since you have 100 pa- 150 pages of exercises. Um, so emotional eating basically means that you have a trigger to eat, right? So whether that's stress or emotions or boredom, whatever it is, something's triggering you to eat, especially in the pandemic. So you go get the snacks, you're eating all these uh, tortilla chips. And then what happens after that? Then I feel sick. You feel sick. You, then you feel I, bad about yourself. Yeah. I get angry at myself mm-hmm. because I'm like, you know, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna right. do this. I was just okay. gonna skip over the snacks. Right. So there's guilt, there's shame, there's, you know, negative, a lot of negative feelings. And then what happens after that? I, oh, I do this a lot where I'm like, I'll just start again tomorrow. Right. <laughs> but I'm always starting again tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> or I get through like three days. Right. Like yesterday I didn't have any snacks. I was, mm-hmm. you know. Right. And then I like pat myself on the back, mm-hmm. right? And then like by Friday, yeah. I'll be snacking again. <laughs> so then, 
right. You get back onto, you know, you're dieting or you're being good, right? Mm -hmm. And then you go back into the binge mode. So it's this vicious cycle. And the way to get out of emotional eating isn't to restrict yourself. You're doing a lot of restriction. And has that helped you? No. No. Okay. So that's very normal. It's very common. It's because we just can't restrict ourselves with food. We need food. Let's forget restriction because that doesn't work. Okay. That's what dieting is about and it doesn't work. So what has to happen is you have to target the stress and emotions that's causing you to reach for the chips. Okay. So if you can break that part of the cycle, then the rest of the cycle, you won't have to continue. And how you manage your stress, that's the key. And in the book, it'll tell you all of these different mindful activities, right? So you have to understand your relationship with food, but you have to find mindful ways to release your stress and to just to cope. Um, I love reading. So when I get mm. a good book, you know, that I can get lost in, I love that. Mm. Uh, walking my dog. Mm-hmm. Now the weather is getting cooler, so it's mm-hmm. becoming easier to be outside mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. Um, I do yoga almost every day, mm. even if it's for 10 minutes. Okay. And I'm trying to do, I mean, this has been a struggle for me, like meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So you have a lot of things that are mindful, a, a lot of activities that are mindful. So let's say that you're triggered uh, to get snacks, right? Can you do one of these activities? instead of eating? Um, yeah. It, I mean, it depends on the time. Uh, mm-hmm. I teach business English and I also do some coaching. So if I have mm-hmm. a student or a client, like, mm-hmm. I think that's the uh, another issue, which is really different, but, but my schedule is never the same every day. Mm-hmm. It changes mm-hmm. every single day. Mm-hmm. So my eating times are constant, very sporadic. Mm, I see. Okay. That's and something we can go over too. <laughs> a lot of times, I'm really hungry, like actually hungry, but I'm like, oh, I have three lessons and then I have a meeting. So mm-hmm. I go for hours without eating. And then mm-hmm. by the time I actually get to eat, I, mm-hmm. I'm so hungry. I eat too mm-hmm. much. Okay. Um, right. But yeah, it depends. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes I could just jump on my yoga mat or just, mm-hmm. um, you know, put my dog on the leash and even just go out in front of my building for 10 or 15, like a little sure. park and just sit there for 10 or 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, do you think it'll shift your stress? Do you think it'll release your stress? Do you think that you'll go back and eat? Or what do you think it'll be like? You might want to have a more full meal, something that'll satisfy you a bit better, right? But I don't want you to have any judgment over that because you're hungry, because you're not eating enough at your regular meals. Yeah. Does that sound? Yeah. That sound right? I, I, yeah, I think you're right. I think a lot of it is just not eating enough at a meal mm-hmm. and also like just not being mindful. I, I did listen to your other talks and oh, yeah? you mentioned, mm-hmm. um, you know, just sitting at the table mm-hmm. with no distractions right, and just focusing on the food. Mm-hmm. And I have been trying to do that. Of course, mm-hmm. I'm not doing it for every single meal. Mm-hmm. But I really have been, um, since I listened to your talk, I actually, I don't sit in front of my computer. I don't look at my phone. I don't watch TV when I eat. Mm-hmm. I do often read a book. Okay. Because, mm-hmm. so that is a distraction. It's the same thing. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know, see, in my mind, it's not. In my mind, I'm like, no, it's good because I'm reading a book. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm not saying you you can't read a book, you can't watch TV mm-hmm. when you're eating. I do that, and it's okay. But if you're trying to do a mindful eating acti- uh, practice, then the book is going to be a distraction. It's not going to be mindful at all. It's just it has to be you and the food. So I would just try that and see how it goes, and just notice how you are how, with how much you eat. Um, you might eat more, you might eat less. It just really depends on what you normally do. Some people. So most people eat too much um, and their stomach is uncomfortable. So when they do mindful eating, they realize they don't need as much food. But with you, it might be the opposite. You might notice that you're not eating enough and that you do need more, especially because you're going to be eating slower. Okay. Okay. So going back to emotional eating, you might have time to go outside, do yoga, and you release the stress. And if you're not hungry, if it was truly an emotional trigger to eat, that might get resolved. And it might not. Okay. So just after you eat, I mean, after you do your mindful activity, ask yourself, do I still want to eat? Right. And if you do go ahead and give yourself permission to eat this, there's like, I don't remember which page it's on, but there's a diagram in the book as well. And if you don't have time, you could do really simple things like breathing, right? If you can just focus on your breath, do it for 30 seconds. It might change. Yeah. But if you're hungry, that's different. All right. And then the last part, or not the last part, the next part was the judgment piece. I would like for you to release all judgment, all good and bad labels on all foods. Yeah, that is a big one. They definitely have them categorized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's take out the categories and eat the foods that you want to in that moment. But if you're, and if you're mindful, you're not going to go crazy, right? In the beginning, you might, in the beginning, you might go all out and, you know, have a bunch of ice cream and chips and that's okay. But (laughs) once you get used to it and you realize, oh, I can have whatever I want any day, anytime I want, then it's not exciting anymore right? Right now you're probably looking at ice cream and saying, this is something special. It's not good for you. So I can only eat this on certain occasions, or I can only eat half, you know, there's a lot of energy between you and this ice cream, right? It's thrilling. So I want you to take out the thrill and make it neutral. It's like eating a a banana. Like, are you excited about eating a banana? Not usually. No. I mean, I like bananas. Yeah. Right. You just, like it, you know? <laughs> but it's like, whatever, right? Like if there's a banana, I'll have it. If there isn't, then, you know, I'm not going to go all, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go to the store just to buy bananas probably. Totally. Right. Right. Exactly. So that's, yeah. you know, you have a neutral relationship with a banana. Mm-hmm. So I want you to have that type of relationship with ice cream and tortilla chips. But you have to manage your emotions and you have to Mm -hmm. practice mindful eating in order for this to work. Some people will just say, oh, intuitive eating means I can eat whatever I want. Okay. If you just take that piece, that's not going to go over so well because you're going to be binge eating based off of stress, right? And you're just going to keep eating, ignoring your body, right? But if you listen to your body and eat the foods that you enjoy, then you'll be able to control it naturally, not by discipline. And I know you listened to the other one, other episode, and it's not about discipline. It's not about restriction, right? But the discipline comes in when you need to go outside to take your dog out and 
you know, release your stress. That's where the discipline comes in. Anything else with judgment? Maybe the times, like, um, so when I'm teaching, it can be from anywhere from mm. eight in the morning to 10 o'clock at night. And I do try to eat my evening meal before my evening lessons begin, mm. but there mm -hmm. are times where I don't have enough time. Mm. And then I'll eat like at 10 o'clock at night. So maybe I do have a bit of judgment on the time that I'm eating mm -hmm. as well. You bring up a really great point, scheduling. So right now you're prior, it sounds like to me, you're prioritizing your work and not so much yourself. But if you prioritize your time or yourself, you would be able, you would say, okay, these are my meal times. Okay, so maybe you can block off these times, right? This is my breakfast time. This is my lunch time. This is dinner time. And, you know, maybe you can't follow that 100% of the time, but if you can set those boundaries and say, I can work you know, outside of those times, right? That shows that you're respecting yourself, you're respecting your health and you're taking care of yourself, you're nourishing yourself. So do you see the difference? Oh, absolutely. Work is priority and you're, you know, kind of lower on the totem pole. <laughs> yeah, work is always the priority. I'm like, yeah. oh, I've got to pay those bills, you know? <laughs> so, right. Um, but yeah, that's actually a good point. Cause when I look at my calendar, I've got, of course, all my lessons or meetings mm -hmm. or appointments or, mm -hmm. but I actually don't, mm -hmm. I never thought about putting mm -hmm. like meal time in. Yeah. Yeah. Thank Walk off a whole that. hour for lunch. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eat. That's actually a good idea. You know, prepare your lunch, eat, maybe take a walk, mm. you know, relax before you move on to your later half of the day. Yeah, take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. So that concludes part one of coaching with Christine. Did you notice any similarities in the way you view food and your body? In the next episode, Christine talks about how she doesn't like cooking, different fasts and diets that she's tried. So stay tuned for part two. Uh -huh.